Welcome to the Be Still My Soul podcast, where we seek to encourage the church each day. This is Mondays with Michael, and we are on Unit 22, Session 4, Day 1 of the Gospel Project. Now, our passage today is found in John 9, verses 1 through 7. Now, this is the story of uh, where Christ and the disciples come across a man who's been blind from birth, and Jesus ends up uh, placing this... um, mud that he creates on the man's face and then uh, tells him to wash it off. And when the man washes it off, he's healed. And the story goes on to kind of go over the various reactions to what Jesus did. And, you know, the the man's parents, the man himself, the Pharisees, all these different reactions. But uh, this section in particular is only focusing on uh, the disciples and Jesus initially meeting him and then Jesus telling him how to be healed. So I have two primary points for this passage, and the first one can be found in verses 2 and 3. And this is where the disciples are asking uh, Jesus uh, who who sinned that this man should be blind since birth. Was it him or was it his parents? And this comes from an idea that was very prevalent uh, in ancient Israel, that Difficulties or trials or uh, any kind of bad or misfortunate things happening in someone's life is a result of sin and actions against God. Now, you can kind of understand where they, where they got this. Oftentimes, when uh, Israel would rebel against God, the response was that God would punish them. And then, after the punishment, he would bring them back to himself and kind of uh, like restart uh, them at once they've proved to be faithful to him again. Now this doesn't always happen and it doesn't like there isn't a set point in time where like, Oh, they reached a certain level of badness. Now God's going to judge them. But you can see how this type of cycle would give this impression that bad things happening is a result of someone being bad. Now, if we look around in the world today, we can see that this is not the case. We can see multiple people, who are good, uh, at least in the sense that humanity can be, and uh, they are going through bad situations, they have bad things happen to them, and others who are bad, who seem to be successful and uh, succeeding at everything and not having any problems. So this is not really true where sin or rebellion against God equals the bad things happening in our lives. And Jesus points this out within these verses. He says, this was not because of something evil that was done, but was done for the purpose of glorifying God. This man was born blind so that he could be healed and bring glory to God when Jesus healed him. So the first point that I want to bring out from this is that difficulty and suffering are a part of the Christian life. Now this may not sound encouraging at first, but it really is. We know from various promises that God has made that he has a perfect plan set in place for each of his children, and that is for their greatest benefit. And this means that the difficulties and the pain and the suffering and trials that we face are all a part of that plan. God is in control, and he allows these things to happen for a reason. He does this knowing that we have the strength, not necessarily in and of ourselves, but for the resources that he's given us. And by leaning on him, 
that we can get through these difficulties and not only get through them, but that we can also thrive and grow as a result. We can become closer to him. Uh, we can become stronger emotionally, stronger, uh, maybe not physically, but stronger spiritually. And this is all a result of going through these these trials, kind of the refining fire that it talks about, where gold is put through the fire so that the pure gold can be pulled out and the uh, negative aspects removed. So this can be an encouragement that we, whenever we face these difficulties or trials, uh, God is not only there with us, but he has planned for it, and he has planned for how we can get through it and not only get through it, but also thrive as a result. The second point that I want to make comes from verses 4 and 5. And this is where Jesus talks about the work of God and how it needs to be accomplished and how it is an urgent work. Uh, and he gives the instructions to the man to immediately go wash his and wash in this certain pool. And from this, I just want to bring forth this idea that his work is urgent. Now, I know that there have been many times in my own life that I have put off the work that I know God wanted me to do or things that he may have wanted me to change within my own life. And perhaps this was just because I was happy with how things were or I didn't want to change or thought that it, it wouldn't matter if I waited a little while or continued in whatever sin for a little while because I would, I would get to it later. But God's work is urgent and putting it off for tomorrow, putting off what he commands today it's not us saying maybe or later or I'll come back to it or in the future when I'm more mature, I'll, I'll handle this or I'll change this part of myself. It's saying no to God. When God gives direction, there can only be two responses, either yes or no. We can't say to God, oh, you've, I know you've given me this command, but I'll come back to it later or I'm not ready to make that change yet. If he gives us a a command or if he gives us direction and we don't do it, we are saying no. And I know that myself and everyone else that is listening to this, we've all done that. Um, Not saying that it's okay, not saying that it's allowed, and it's something that's going to happen in the future. But I think part of that stems from the idea that we do not consider it urgent, We don't consider the changes God wants done in our lives urgent. We don't consider the work that he may direct us towards urgent. Uh, We think that we can come back to it later, and that may not be true. The opportunity may disappear. Um, Something could happen to us or to whoever it is that God wants us to minister to or reach out to. And there is no going back from that. And regardless of whether or not that ministry disappears, we also have lost the opportunity to be engaged in it when we should have. So that is the second point that I want to leave us with, is that God's work and his calling are both urgent. And if he calls us to something, whether that be change or confronting sin or being a part of something outside of ourselves to minister to, and we we refuse, that's not just us saying, oh, I'll do it later, but that's us saying no because his work needs to be accomplished on his timetable and not ours. So as we go about our week, I pray that we would be encouraged by God's plan and presence during difficulty, and that we would be willing to say yes 
to whatever he commands, not just what he commands, but also when he commands it. And he's a past, all safe and blessed.